0: retreat I got some dreams that are bigger than me I might be outmatched outsized the underdog in the fight of my life is it so crazy to believe that you gave me the stars put them out of my reach Call me to waters a little too deep oh I've never been so aware Trading it all for the plans you got Is this so crazy to believe That you're gay
1: Now, as we begin our preparation for the reading in the New Testament, our scripture today comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 14, verses 13 through 36. We'll see here that Jesus sought solitude after the news of John's death. Sometimes we may need to deal with our grief alone. Jesus did not dwell on his grief but returned to the ministry he came to do. Jesus performed some miracles as signs of his identity. He used other miracles to teach important truths. But here we read that he healed people because he, uh, quote, had compassion on them, end quote. Jesus was and is a loving, caring, and feeling person when you're suffering. Remember that Jesus hurts with you. He has compassion on you. Now, Jesus multiplied five loaves and two fish to feed over 5,000 people. I'd love to have been there just to see that on that day (laughs) and maybe have a bite to eat. What he was originally given uh, seemed insufficient, but in his hands, it became more than enough. Now, we often feel that our contribution to Jesus is meager, that he can use and multiply whatever we give him, whether it's talent, time, or 10,000. The number of men is listed separately because in the Jewish culture of the uh, time, men and women usually uh, ate separately when in public. The children ate with the women. All right, seeking solitude was an important priority for Jesus. He made room in his busy schedule to be alone with the Father. Spending time with God in prayer nurtures a vital relationship with him and equips us to meet life's challenges and struggles. Develop the discipline of spending time alone with God as it will help you grow spiritually and become more and more like Christ, which, of course, is our goal as Christians. And with that, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. January 22nd, the New Testament, Matthew chapter 14, verses 13 through 36. As soon as Jesus heard the news, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone. But the crowds heard where he was headed and followed on foot from many towns. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. That evening the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, That isn't necessary. You feed them. But we have only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here, he said. Then he told the people to sit down on the grass. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven, and blessed them. Then, breaking the loaves into pieces, he gave the bread to the disciples, who distributed it to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted, and afterward the disciples picked up twelve baskets of leftovers. About five thousand men were fed that day, in addition to all the women and children. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake, while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, "'It's a ghost!' But Jesus spoke to them at once, Don't be afraid, he said, Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. "'You have so little faith,' Jesus said. "'Why did you doubt me?' When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. "'You really are the Son of God!' they exclaimed. After they had crossed the lake, they landed at Gennesaret. When the people recognized Jesus, the news of his arrival spread quickly throughout the whole area. And soon people were bringing all their sick to be healed. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe, and all who touched him were healed. Psalm 18, verses 37 through 50. In asking God to destroy his enemies, David was simply asking him to give the wicked the punishment they deserved. David's great power had become legendary. God had given him victory in every battle. The book of 2 Samuel records uh, the victories over the Jebusites, the Philistines, Hadadezer of Zobah, the Arameans, the Edomites, and the Ammonites. But David did not attribute his victories to himself, never. He fully realized that the purpose of his position was to bless God's people. Psalm 18, verses 37 through 50. I chased my enemies and caught them. I did not stop until they were conquered. I struck them down so they could not get up. They fell beneath my feet. You have armed me with strength for the battle. You have subdued my enemies under my feet. You placed my foot on their necks. I have destroyed all who hated me. They called for help, but no one came to their rescue. They even cried to the Lord. But he refused to answer. I ground them as fine as dust in the wind. I swept them into the gutter like dirt. You gave me victory over my accusers. You appointed me ruler over nations. People I don't even know now serve me. As soon as they hear of me, they submit. Foreign nations cringe before me. They all lose their courage and come trembling from their strongholds. The Lord lives. Praise to my rock! May the God of my salvation be exalted! He is the God who pays back those who harm me. He subdues the nations under me, and rescues me from my enemies. You hold me safe beyond the reach of my enemies. You save me from violent opponents. For this, O Lord, I will praise you among the nations. I will sing praises to your name. You give great victories to your king. You show unfailing love to your anointed, to David and all his descendants forever. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. I will teach you wisdom's ways and lead you in straight paths. When you walk, you won't be held back. When you run, you won't stumble. Take hold of my instructions. Don't let them go. Guard them, for they are the key to life.
2: Uh, it's Justin Bender from Patastal, Ohio. I'm um, 32 years old. Um, i like to give uh, Maddie and uh, Chris Beatty uh, affirmation down at the farm. Uh, you guys keep your heads up and I'll see you soon.
1: Hey guys, this is Ray. I just want to give a shout out to uh, all the guys at the farm. Keep your hopes up. Uh, I'll see you soon. I uh, want to give a shout out to Chris Beatty for teaching me everything in the kitchen and uh just being a good influence on everybody and keeping everybody's hopes up for maddie moving along man, can't wait to see you move up to second phase brad i know you'll do good in the kitchen and just everybody keep your heads up and can't wait to see you
3: in our darkest hours To show us how to live To teach us how to give To guide us with the light of love When life held troubled times And had me down on my knees There's always been someone to come along and comfort me. A kind word from a stranger to lend a helping hand. A phone call from a friend just to say I understand. But ain't it kind of funny at the dark end of the road? that someone lasts away with just a single ray of hope Oh, I believe there are angels among us sent down to us from somewhere up above they come to you and me in our darkest hours show us how to live to teach us how to give to guide us with the light of love they wear so many faces show up in the strangest places to grace us with their mercy in our time of need From somewhere up above They come to you and me In our darkest hours To show us how to live To teach us how to give To guide us with the light of
0: love
3: To guide us with the light of
4: Good morning guys, this is Pastor Don and this morning I want to talk to you about the topic of servanthood. The passage of scripture I want to discuss is 2 Corinthians 8, verse 9 and the Apostle Paul wrote this and he says... You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty he could make you rich. What Paul is saying here is that Jesus at one time was rich, but he actually ended up becoming poor so that he could make all of us rich through his poverty. And What Paul was meaning in saying that Jesus was rich was that he was saying that Jesus was the Son of the living God who dwelled in heaven with the Father. Uh, He was saying that Jesus was the most powerful being in all the universe, that he was the creator of everything, and he was immortal and had need of nothing. Really, you could say that Jesus was quite comfortable where he was in heaven with the Father. But instead of holding on to his power, his intimacy with the Father, and his immortality, he decided to give all that stuff up for you and me. He did that by coming to earth as a man in order to die for the sins of all mankind. Have you ever really thought about this? Have any of you ever thought about all the things that Jesus literally left behind in heaven in order to come to earth as a man? I mean, he was literally, and still is, the king of the universe. And before his uh, descension to earth, you know, when he became a man, he had constant fellowship with the Father. He was constantly with the Father. So, that leads me to my next question for you all. Have you guys, any of you, ever felt God's presence before? To those of you who have, and I know you would probably say along with me, that it is the most wonderful feeling that you could ever imagine. David said it this way. He said, In his presence is fullness of joy. And Peter described it as joy unspeakable and full of glory. Could you imagine if you could feel that feeling constantly? If you could, would you be willing to leave it behind in order to come and die for a bunch of people who hate you? You probably couldn't, but Jesus did. you ever thought about how much of a humble servant that Jesus must have been in order to actually become a man who was subject to death? Have you ever thought about how inconvenient it must have been for Jesus to be limited to a human body and to be away from the Father when He was used to being in charge of everything, and having constant fellowship with the Father. I mean, to put it lightly, Jesus was extremely inconvenienced by coming down to earth from heaven in order to become a man who would die for the sins of the world. But he was pleased to do it because he knew it would please the Father and it would make us rich by granting us the ability to receive forgiveness of sins, abundance of life, and the ability to go to heaven. Jesus truly was and always will be the greatest of all servants. So now I want to uh, relate this to us here just for a minute. You know, according to what we just talked about here, you know, servanthood means being willing to inconvenience yourself in order to help others. That's what Jesus did for us. He totally inconvenienced himself in order to help us. So, my question for you is, are you a servant? Can you honestly say that consistently or at least some of the time, you inconvenience yourself in order to help other people, in order to make others lives better and more full? Because that's what it means to be a servant. And If we are to truly say that we are followers of Christ, then we need to look like Christ. And Christ was a servant. So, I just want to ask one more time. Are you inconveniencing yourself today for anyone else in order to make their lives better? Are you being a servant? If not, I believe that God has given you an opportunity today to, to pray for strength to be a servant Or to repent for your lack of service and to start moving in the right direction through his strength. There's so many needs out there that need filled. There's so many people who need help. Uh, There's brothers right next to you uh, who need encouragement, who need challenge. Uh, There's men behind you who need you to pour into them. Uh, Inconvenience yourself today in order to help someone else, and I guarantee you, uh, you'll be happy and glad that you did. Hope you guys have a wonderful day.
2: Hello everyone, I'm John Neely, 42 years of age, born Dayton, Ohio, uh, from East Tennessee, Johnson City. Um, Very early on in life, I learned who Jesus was and that he was this loving uh, being and uh as i grew older i tend to uh uh take a separate route from everyone else in the family uh at self will uh i became extremely lost and uh each and every time that that occurred i looked up for direction my life became complete again i was filled but self choice set back in and my life fell again apart uh since coming to the refuge i have found that Uh, Drugs and alcohol is not an issue in my life. The issue became me. Uh, Pride, um, arrogance, uh, having to be right. Um, I've learned a lot about myself in just the four weeks and being in phase one. And knowing and moving into phase two, I look forward to growing and loving the Lord and being loved. Thank you.
0: We can rise above the typical and be anything but usual. We know, we know, we know that there's no such thing as impossible and nothing is unreachable Where we trust the God of miracles. We know, we know, we know. Impossible, and nothing is unreachable when we trust the God of miracles. We know, we know, we know.